On today's episode, I'm bringing on a guest to talk about some teams like the Raptors and Heat off the slow starts, some teams making surprising playoff runs like the Grizzlies and Cavs. We make our picks for awards like MVP, All-NBA, All-Rookie, and the Most Improved Player. And I'm also introducing a new segment onto the podcast this week. Tap in, it's the Hoop Journal Podcast. So now I want to I want to introduce a guest onto the podcast. This is the first guest that I've had since the first episode. Today I got my man Cade. What's going on, Cade? What's up? All right. So seeing that you're a Miami Heat fan, I want to talk about them first. I want to talk about some teams in general that have gotten off to a slower start than we expected, and the Heat are definitely one of those teams. So what have you seen from the Heat this season? Like, oh, why, why do you think they're off to this uh, six has, and seven start? Has not been good. Just uh, missing a lot of key players in general. Uh, COVID is affecting pretty much a lot of teams, I guess, just players testing positive. Mm-hmm. So I think right now, I think we have, what, Goran Dragic just finally got his first game back. Bam Adebayo was out for a few days. I'm, I'm not sure if that was COVID-related or not, but Jimmy Butler, I haven't seen that guy in like three three or four games. You know, mm-hmm. I think Jay Crowder was the big loss. True. Uh, which yep. was a guy that we re-signed, but after his performance pretty much in the playoffs, I mean, there's no doubt that he was going to get a pretty good contract mm-hmm. from someone, mm-hmm. and that being the Suns. Yeah. Um, I think he's a great fit with the Suns, too. Like, he is. Yeah, the Suns look really good right now. But as far as, like, COVID goes and the players that we have, it's a lot of young guys. You know, it's a lot of guys that are stepping up that are having to do things that they didn't previously do before. Mm-hmm. So, like, Duncan Robinson having to increase his, like, you know, his dimensions. You know, Tyler Heroes had to step in big minutes, which he's done pretty well. But I feel like that's just the case for a lot of teams. You know, a lot of players, like, whether it's injury or COVID, you know, it's a lot of uh, teams that have to – rely on other players that you wouldn't really expect to. Yeah, absolutely. So. You guys had uh, – oh, what's his name, man? He had like a 25-point game against the Sixers uh, about a week ago. I can't remember his name. One of our players? Yeah, Gabe Vincent or something. Oh, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gabe Vincent. Yeah, he, he had like a, a random 25-point well. game. Yeah, that's the guy who rode the bench a lot of time last year. I don't think he saw really much any playing time unless it was the final minutes of a blowout. But I think he – yeah, he's, he's stepped up a few times. Um, I think the other night uh, in the win we got against the Raptors, he – I think he shot pretty bad though. He, he had like he was one for five from the three point line, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but that's what it is though. Exactly what you said. Just players having to step up and be in these kind of roles. Yeah, absolutely. Like Gabe Vincent, you can't really you know expect too much out. Of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. When you're relying on Gabe Vincent to put up twenty plus, yeah, you're you're in trouble. Oh yeah, for sure. Speaking of in trouble though, the Wizards, man, they are off to a tough start too. They, I, I had them pinned as you know seven seed, maybe the six seed, maybe the eight seed, but. They're, I mean, are they the worst team in the league right now? I think record wise, they're, they they're right up there be, right now. Actually, I think two um, and eight. You would think with the three and eight, of Russell actually. Westbrook, you know, that they would. Yeah, you got to think like Bradley Beal and Westbrook on the same team in the Eastern Conference. Like, I don't care what you're surrounded by. You got to think that's at least an eight seed in the East. But yeah, I think Detroit. They're tied with Detroit with three wins. So yeah, the, the, it's looking yeah. ugly, and they they've had all kinds of COVID issues too. They've had I don't even know how many games in run out postponed. I'm gonna look. All right, that's five they've games had, they haven't played yet. They, so. They've had their last six games postponed, including uh, on Friday they're supposed to play the Bucks. That's already been postponed. That's six straight games that they've they'll have to reschedule. Yeah, that's something that. I don't know how the league is going to deal with that, really, I guess. Uh, it would be nice to see a lot more of them because, like, you know, 11 games isn't really a great sample size in general Yeah, for yeah. anyone. Uh, 
you can see with the Pistons, they're three and eleven though. You can kind of see, you know, where their problems are. Blake Griffin not really performing like he should. The yeah, trade. right. We haven't Get. seen uh, we haven't seen the Wizards play in ten days now. The last game was ten days. The eleventh against the Suns. See, that's crazy. Yeah, so you would never expect something like that. Just games getting postponed like that. You know, NFL is different because like it's a you know short season, sixteen games. Right, it's one a week. It's one a yeah. week, so it's different to postpone those kind of games. But when it comes to the NBA and you have like six games that you have to postpone, you're talking about sticking them what somewhere near the end of the season. You're gonna yeah, squeeze they, them uh, in the middle. They like, intentionally only released half the schedule so that they would have that wiggle room to add some of the games. They knew they're gonna have to, you know, postpone some of them. Um, but yeah, I don't think they were expecting six straight for one team. They're they're really getting hit bad right now. Yeah, the um, but when they do come back, you think you think this time off will be good for them, or do you think it'll just make their issues worse? It could be good. I think I feel like you know Bradley Bill is doing his thing. Like he was averaging what thirty three before yeah, they yeah. Uh, like he's still the league league leader in uh, points right now as far as like points per game. But you know Russell Westbrook hasn't really had time to adjust to like his teammates, his new teammates that he just got this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like he hasn't been healthy either. He doesn't quite yeah. look the same. Like he doesn't have that explosiveness. Like. And maybe he's getting older, or you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I haven't heard officially that he's injured or anything, but he just doesn't really look quite right. The, yeah, it's 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 one of those like because everybody's talked about how shooting has never been there, the three point shot, mm-hmm. yeah, but the mid range is still there. I feel like, and you yeah, know, but he's still, still taking like five threes a game or something. Probably more than he should be taking, like in general. Like he should just be that kind of penetrator. Like, yeah, for being honest, he really he was at his best with the Rockets last year when he really for that two month stretch just took three pointers out of his game. Yeah, he's averaging what nineteen nine and eleven. I mean, that's pretty good. Triple double. Shoot, shooting five threes a game though at thirty percent. Yeah, the decision making is really not there. Um, I think Scott Brooks is still their coach too, right? Yeah, I think. So there's familiarity right there between him and Scott Brooks, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they need more time. Yeah. But. Maybe. Yeah. Like you said, maybe this break would be good for them because, but at the same time, they don't really have any kind of like big name role players that you know you hear about for all the other teams. Yeah, they're relying on a rookie and Denny Avdia, a second year player and Rui Hachimura, mm-hmm. Troy Brown. I think is in third or fourth year. Yeah, you know, those are solid guys. But yeah, like you said, not any like high profile guys that can really step up for yeah. them outside so- of Westbrook and Beal. We also want to talk about the Raptors. They've been struggling this year. Yeah. And, you know, like you were talking about, like everyone's been hit bad with COVID and everything's so unprecedented this season. But I think the Raptors have been hit the worst. Like you think like they already with the bubble, they were there a month before anyone else. They had to go through that. They lose both of their centers. And now they're the only team not playing in their own home market. They're playing in Tampa Bay right now. So like these guys aren't even living at their own homes, like staying in their own Mm -hmm. beds. And like they have no home court advantage, nothing. And I think that's really affected them. They, every game is a road game for them, on top of everything else that all the other teams are going with, COVID protocols, contact tracing, all this. That's very true. Um, I think, I mean, COVID in general, man, that is taking the complete factor away from home, like just the home game. Mm-hmm. You know, just that like fan experience, like having people that are actually there, like screaming and yelling at you. Yeah, how, how much do you think you notice when you're watching games? Like a how lot. much of it you tell like has, sure. has an impact on the – for sure. Whenever uh, we were talking about earlier, the um, Cole Anthony buzzer beater, mm-hmm. like whenever he hit that buzzer beater, I believe that was an away game that they were in, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you heard a bunch of boos. Like, I mean, you heard it, but it wasn't like... Yeah, it wasn't quite the same. Yeah, it wasn't quite true. the same. Yeah, those yeah. big moments like a buzzer beater, a poster dunk, like, yeah, it, was, it doesn't have the same effect without the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's actually had a big impact on games because 
you know, like we've seen quite a few blowouts early in this year, and I think a lot of it has to do with the lack of crowd noise because, you know, especially like a young team, you know, they get down double digits in the first half, and I think those type of teams have a tendency to just pack it in, right. especially like when you don't have the crowd behind you. And I, I think it's led to a lot of these, uh, a lot of these blowouts. Because even last year, like, you saw a lot of twenty-point leads, twenty-five-point leads, but with the pace that players are playing at now, like, you saw a lot of those leads evaporate. But now I think without the crowd, it doesn't really have that same. Like, you're not seeing a lot of those big runs anymore. Exactly. I'm not sure if it's the same as last season, but I feel like this year you can tell, like, after you get past the first like top three seeds of uh, the conferences, you start seeing it balance out to like a. Like the fourth seed is usually like a 500 team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah looking at standings right now, it's, it's really is really bunched up in the middle right now for sure. So it's really hard to kind of judge and see how really good a team is, like with this COVID stuff going on. Because, like I said, like once you get down to the fourth seed and stuff in each conference, you're looking at like a 500 team. Yeah, so, plus yeah, a lot of these games, you know, I I'll watch a game for two and a half hours, or whatever, and I come away really not taking away anything, like because teams are missing seven guys in one game you know like you can't really evaluate a team like that yeah, and you got some teams that are full force and have like every single player like playing for them that they need mm-hmm. need them where they need to be and pretty weird especially with the Timberwolves too having like when you only have like one star player mm-hmm. like you Carl Anthony Towns you yep. know the test positive for COVID and not having them it's really hard to really judge them for what they are especially when it comes to the record because right missing like a key player. cog right, yeah, right. key cog in the machine right yeah. So if you if you had to pick one of the three teams that, that we just talked about, out of the the Wizards, the Raptors, and the Heat, who do you think of those three is the most likely to finish above five hundred? They're all under five hundred right now. Um, I definitely think. I mean, obviously, this is some bias speaking, but I do think the Miami Heat though in general, just because I think the Raptors uh, just lost so many players in the past, and I think like the current court uh, that they have, I don't I don't necessarily think that's good enough, especially with their role players to kind of. They probably it could finish over five hundred, but I mean, at the same time, I just feel like the Miami Heat, like with our record being what six and eight, six and seven, I feel like that's pretty good to be missing your star player for more than half the games that we've played. Even though you know the games that he has played haven't been all that great, but that's partly due to just you know coming in, playing like two or three games, then getting COVID, Mm -hmm. and then not really getting to flow with things. Yeah, yeah. I think my pick would be the Heat too. Yeah, I agree. Like, the Raptors, without, like, Chris Boucher has been great, but mm-hmm. without Ibaka and Gasol, their defense just is not the same. They don't have as much rim protection. They don't have that, not even that, like, not like Ibaka and Gasol are catching lobs, but it's just having that presence in the middle, I think, is, like, losing them has had an impact to the point where, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they finished, like, right around 500, whereas the Heat... You know, hopefully they get their guys back for the majority of the season. And at that point, yeah, I think they're talented enough to get above 500. And as far as the Wizards go, um, I don't yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. I don't think there's any coming back from that. Yeah. yeah, at this point, for them to miss as many games as they did. I mean, if you do reschedule them, if they start playing Wednesday, you know, it gives them some time to see how their, like, adjustments have worked. You know, and just, right, like, right. see if it, where it goes from But there. I don't even think, like, I'm assuming – they haven't even practiced in that time because because it's COVID. Like, guys have had to isolate. So I don't even think they've been practicing either. So I'm really interested to see what they look like when they come back. But I'm also interested to see, like, what happens with those games that they've lost because, you know, when we get to the midway point of the season and the NBA has to release the second half of the schedule, like, 
it's not going to be an even number of team like an even number of games missed for each team, you know. Exactly. So I don't know how they're going to balance that. I don't know if each team is going to end up with the same number of games. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't think the Wizards finish above 500. Um, so now we can talk about sort of in the reverse teams that are currently over 500 that are probably not going to finish 500 by the end of the season. Most notably, we have the Cavs at seven and seven, and you know they picked up a huge win over the Nets. Obviously, Colin Sexton went off, but when I mean, you look at the roster, like this is not a five hundred team. No, I, I just don't see definitely it. Definitely not. Um, yeah, they've had. Like, it's a good story, I guess. That's what a lot of people say. And, like they could sneak in there, like one of the bottom seeds, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, them beating the Nets and stuff, and yeah, having like a, like you said, a top defensive rating like in the league. I it's still looking like they're not going to be one of those top five teams that'll like, definitively made the playoffs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they'll be competing there at the end. Kind of like the East has been like that for the past couple of years, really. Uh, a bunch of teams comes down to the last five games of the season competing for that, like, seventh and eighth seed, like, just mm-hmm. seeding in general. Yeah, Not now, that it matters with no home crowd, you know? Yeah, yeah, but now we got, you know, the 9 and 10 seed in play, so. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's going gonna to get really interesting down the stretch. Yeah. Real just question, what team. do you think about the Pacers? You know, the Pacers, after that big <sighs> trade, getting rid of the best player in uh, Oladipo, you know? Like, Karis Car- LeVert yeah. being out for the season, you know. Like, is he out for the season? Yeah, he's not. He's got um. Like, I know he has the like the unidentified like, mass. Yeah, yeah, he's out for the season. So oh, I did not hear that. Yeah, so I mean that. I mean they're eight and what sixteen right now. So I mean, at the four seed, that's not too bad, like for the Pacers. But at the same time, you know, you're looking at you traded your best player. Karis LeVert, you trade your best player for a player that's not even going to play this I'll, season. I'll push back on that. I think I think DeMontis Sabonis is the best player. Yeah, hmm. I, I would I would definitely like, especially just based off the way they play. Like he yeah. is like the like that two man game with him and Brogdon is like really their offense. That's true. They needed that old depot fact guy there. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I think replacing with LeVert was a smart move. Like. Especially In considering yeah, Oladipo's on an expiring deal. Mm-hmm. LeVert's locked up for the next three, so. It was it was a smart move, I think, for them. But obviously, you know him. If he's gonna be out for the season, obviously that hurts. Um, yeah, that's big time. Man, that really sucks, though. But I mean, honestly, like it's really a blessing in disguise because had Levert not been traded, he would have never had that physical, and they would have never known, you know. And then who knows what could have happened? That's so very true. I mean, they can still obviously be in the four seed, being eight and six, if they balance that right and um, they win the games they need to, and mm-hmm. just stay kind of that middle mix, you know. Yeah, I still think they'll be. You know, in the thick of the Eastern Conference. For sure. In the 4-5 seed. Um, but yeah, if they don't have Levert, that's definitely going to hurt. Because I, I do think Oladipo was providing a lot for them. Yes, for um, sure. But I do want to jump back to the Cavs, though. Because currently, yeah, like you said, they have they have the third highest defensive rating in the league. Uh, they have the... Well, I guess now they have the 29th offense. So they... they yeah, yeah I, I don't know um, how long, how much longer they'll be 500. But like you said, it's a good story. Uh, Sexland is they're pretty fun to watch. Uh, I, I really like that they uh, they were able to snag Jared Allen in that Harden trade for that could a, a, bu- a Bucks first round pick that yeah. will likely be twenty five to thirty, and you got a starting caliber center for that. I mean, I think that was a great pickup. I talked get, about that in my last pod. You but. can't get wrong. For, yeah, for generally nothing they got him for. Yeah, and now you got even more interior defense, which is good. Having Kevin Love at the four, yeah, and then you got Jared Allen, like you said, Sexland. Yeah, they got Isaac Okoro on the wing. He's a nice rookie. Yeah, I mean the Cavs, the Cavs, they are pretty interesting. Like yeah. they went from being a dumpster fire to like a, having a real direction. Yeah, they're. But one. I still don't think that's a five hundred. Uh, so other teams though, who else is currently above five hundred? That 
you think will not too. finish 500. Golden State Warriors, like I, I, I do like watching James Wiseman play. He's mm-hmm. the obvious like pick for the Rookie of the Year right now, but not obvious, but you know he's a front runner for he's sure. He's a front runner yeah. for sure, and like they look good in the games they play, even in the losses they have. You know, you you do get some silver linings out of yeah, as far as sure. some players like starting to step up, but. I do feel like the Warriors are one of those teams that I don't feel I feel like they will make the playoffs just because of Steph Curry. Yeah. You know, Steph yeah. Curry and like they can get there. I'm not sure what Clay Thompson's timetable is. I know he's out they say he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking playoffs, you know, there might be a Oh, I doubt it. Yeah, I think I they learned their it. lesson after yeah. Kevin Durant yeah, and Clay Thompson I, mishap, you know, as far as pushing players. Yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked to see Clay come back this season at yeah. any point. So they have nothing to lose at this point. So if Steph Curry is just doing his thing and doing what he's doing right now, I do think they could probably still make the 7-8. Mm-hmm. Or at least the play-in tournament. Well, yeah, yeah the play-in tournament. But I, I don't think that they're a top-five team, especially in the West, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're are they – fifth or sixth right now they're fifth Uh, right now yeah tied with portland for fifth yeah i'd be shocked to see them stay fifth but like you said yeah curry should carry them to a playoff spot they'll probably finish around 500 i think i think the grizzlies could fall off too although yeah for sure they like they're seven and six without a single minute from jaron jackson jr multiple games missed from john morant and valanchunas and they're still seven and six they've just been chugging along desmond bain and xavier tillman they're two rookies They've been great. D'Anthony Mountain's been great. Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, like Dylan they Brooks just have guys that are just just step up and just been getting it done. But I mean, you knew Dylan Brooks was going to be like a pretty solid player in general coming out of Oregon. Like you knew he would have a place in the NBA. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you didn't really. Yeah, I remember watching really know Oregon, what his yeah. role would be. I mean, some people thought he was going to be a lot better than what he is, but at the same time, you know, he's doing what he needs to do. He's still a young player too. Yeah, so. he's still only like 24, 25. Yeah, yeah. So the Grizzlies, like the Grizzlies, have been super solid. I just think eventually like the lack of talent will just catch up to them like maybe maybe if they get jaron jackson back they can make another playoff run um but i wouldn't be surprised to see them fall below 500 all right so since we got a new guest on the show i figured i'd also bring on a new segment for the show a little buy sell action so i'm gonna give you a statement you just gotta tell me if you're buying it or selling it okay so the first one the toronto raptors will finish as a top six seed this season we kind of already touched on this but if you look at the top six right now, <clears throat> and you're looking at Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Indiana, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Atlanta, you know, I I don't necessarily think they're better than any of those teams. And on top of that, you still got the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat, and the Charlotte Hornets actually have not looked bad. Yeah, yeah, they haven't looked frisky. terrible. Yeah, they're frisky. Like they're they're not a bad team. And I really don't see the Raptors being that much better than them, to be honest with you. Like, if, if you're asking me, I think uh, their season is going to come down to either missing the playoffs or the play-in tournament. So you think they're probably a 9 or 10 seed? Yeah, for sure. I just I just think they didn't really – they haven't really uh, adjusted to Kawhi leaving as far as, like, replacing players. And then you mentioned earlier about them losing Ibaka and Marcus Sol and stuff. Like, that plays a big factor in stuff. Like, you can't just, like, replace those kind of guys. They're, they're seasoned veterans that, like, know their role and know their place. And they really didn't. I mean, they added they Aaron didn't. Baines and they added Alex Len, who's already been waived. Yeah. And Aaron Baines at this point, as much as I love Aaron Baines, big Aaron Baines fan over Yeah, here. Aaron but, Baines is dope. But, yeah, he just doesn't look like the same player. So they really didn't replace Ibaka or Gasol with anything other than the improvement of Chris Boucher. Yeah, if I had to put money on it, I'd say that they would miss the playoffs before making the play-in. But, I mean, that's a really, like, you know, at this point, it's a really weird, it's a very small, like, room of error when yeah, it comes yeah. to making that kind of guess, you know? Like, yeah, that's um, true. It's still extremely early, yeah. 
Because, you know, like we said, we are talking about the Knicks, you know, they're not the best team in the world. Everybody kind of clowns the Knicks for what they are, but at the same time, they have a better record than the Raptors. Yeah, here they are, 7-8, so like, yeah. I don't really see any reason to really put the Raptors over the Knicks yet at this point. They haven't really proved anything. Interesting. I love it. I love it. I, I see. I just can't. I just couldn't fathom the Raptors not making the playoffs. Like, they just seem like, I don't know. I, I just think Nick Nurse is too good of a coach. He'll get the most out of his guys eventually. Yeah, true. I mean, he, um, you know, he coached up DeMar DeRozan and Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry, made them into a – everybody knew who the Raptors were, like, after, you know, all those, like, playoff games they had against LeBron. Yeah, they knew they were talented, and then they get rid of Dwayne Casey, Nick Nurse steps up and takes them to the next level. Like, I really think – like, I, I guess I, I wouldn't bet on them being a top six seed, but I would be shocked to see them – not make the playoffs. You can also look at it like, you know, they kind of got a little bit lucky with, um, because, you know, they made the playoffs. They were like one of the top three teams. They were probably top three team both the years, but they lost LeBron James. And LeBron mm-hmm. James leaves the East, is injured for the entire year, and yeah, they yeah, get Kawhi Leonard in yeah. some crazy trade because he wanted to leave. And now you have the Raptors in the playoffs. I mean, in the, in the finals. Right, right. So it's like, you know, you, you expect them to be there, but at the same time, it's. Yeah, they they had a player for years, like a rent kind of deal, and then afterwards they just haven't made the right adjustments to kind of like bounce back from losing that like top yeah, five man. player in the league. You know, yeah, it's tough when you lose a top five player like Kawhi. It really is, and it's it's hard to bounce back from that. All right, second one, buy or sell. Julius Randle will be an All Star this season. I could buy that for sure. Julius Randle's like always been a pretty good player, even when he was on the Lakers. You know, he's one of the brighter spots of that team. Mm-hmm. Whenever he did get traded or, you know, went to the New Orleans, was that a trade or a sign that he did? I think signed there, actually. Yeah, I want to say signed. After his rookie contract? Yeah, I think the, the Lakers might have just let him walk, actually. I don't yeah, remember. I think, I think they did just because um they just didn't, yeah, they knew they were going to build for the future. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, for sure. Like, he's playing really well. He's got some good um, stats, especially on the Knicks, that who, like we talked about earlier, in the playoff mix right now. Yeah, he's currently <coughs> currently averaging twenty three, eleven, and six. His middle name is also Dion. Shout out Julius Randle. Oh, sp- spells Randall. it spells it differently, Sheer but um, name. yeah, but yeah, shout yeah. out Julius Randle for that one. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that, those are some crazy numbers. He is averaging thirty seven minutes a game, which I think is like third in the league, because that's just how Tom Thibodeau rolls. But yeah, I mean, twenty three, eleven, and six on what's currently a playoff team. I think you got to give him. Yeah, a lot. no those doubt. Are some crazy that I, numbers. No doubt that I buy him as like a guy that makes the All Star team as a reserve. For sure, especially you know, seeing previous years like some more random players do make it, especially mm-hmm. if like they're doing well enough. And the Knicks, you know, were a team that was god awful last year. They've been the butt of almost every joke. So mm-hmm. it's like for them to be doing as well as they are this year, and all that credit really going to Julius Randle playing as well as he does. You know, kind of leading that team. I think, um, yeah, I think uh, you can definitely buy that they're gonna that he's gonna be an All Star this year. I agree. If I had to pick today, I'll say he probably makes the team. Just off the top of my head, um, he does look like an improved player. Like it's not just like he's hot from three or anything like that. Like his decision making is much better. His passing vision has improved a lot. So yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll buy that. Buy or sell? Bradley Beal will be traded by this year's deadline. Um, that's a tough one, simply because they haven't played enough games and stuff. But I think. There's also a part of me thinks that maybe the Wizards have just given up, like with this the postponing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're just like, you know, we're not gonna make the playoffs as it is. Might as well trade Bradley Bill for a load of picks, a load of players that are gonna stay and like you know really contribute to the team later down the line. Because Bradley Bill, I know he signed that extension. I believe it was for three years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, 
Yes, he's got this season and then two more. I mean, if you look at the Wizards, man, are you thinking they're going to win a title in the next three years? I don't. I, I sure as hell don't. don't. Do they yeah, think no, that? Definitely Who knows? If but. they if they do think that, then yeah, they'll keep them. But at the same time, I think anybody with a brain at this point knows that the yeah. Wizards are pretty much a lost cause, especially when it comes to that for the next three years. Trey Bradley Bill, get some picks for him. But here's the thing, go, though. Go here's I think I think something that a lot of people are, probably aren't realizing in the whole free Bradley Beal thing is that, like from the Wizards' perspective, if they get rid of Beal, right? Say they trade him for you know Michael Porter Jr. and all the picks that Denver can offer. Now you still have Westbrook's contract. So now that team is Westbrook, Michael Porter Jr., all those young wings that they have, Thomas Bryant, who's out for the season. But like all of a sudden that turns into 2016 OKC, where it's now Westbrook's team, and and now your team is Westbrook. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I don't like that because that like that could get you 39 wins. You know what I mean? In a, in a full season, so. Then you're you're stuck in that mid ground of like maybe we'll be the eight seed, but we're sure as hell not winning a title you, or getting you, a top pick. You don't sign Westbrook to that contract if you don't think that you're gonna do something, right? Know? Yeah, like, like so they probably had a like you know they had a a notion that they would probably do well. Yeah, they definitely had contention aspirations when they traded for Westbrook for sure. But even when he was dropping, when he dropped that uh, sixty. 60-plus game, you know, they lost, did they not? Yeah, yeah. Bradley so, dropped 62 and they lost. I think yeah. at some point you have to just cut your losses and go ahead and start rebuilding, whether it takes two or three years, you know, like it'll put you in a position that's better. Like No, I just think it's risky because, you know, they're obviously they're not good now, but they could end up trading Beal and still being not the worst team in the league. Like I said, like mm-hmm. if you have a team led by Westbrook and he's, you know, dominating the ball, you might win like 39 games, 40 games, and then you have like, the 14th pick, you know, and then you're just kind of stuck in the middle waiting out, excuse me, waiting out Westbrook's contract. So I think that's just like probably the biggest risk in just giving up on Bradley Beal right now. It's hard to talk about him when they've only played 11 yeah, games, you know? yeah. so it's really hard to kind of like guess what, you know, what their plans are in general. You know, if we would have saw those six games played, had they yeah. beat, you know, yeah, who knows? Probably right. know they'd be nine and eight right now. They, they could be, be talking eight. about them as contenders, you know, as contenders. Know. Yeah. All right, so today's the 21st. This will probably be out on the 22nd. The season started on December 22nd, so we're just about exactly a month into the season. So let's do some um, some early early uh, season awards. So we'll start with we'll start with rookies. So if, who's on your uh, your personal ballot for All NBA rookie team? All NBA rookie team. I mean, obviously Lamelo Ball. Like Lamelo Ball's been playing really well. It's, it's it's been pretty nice watching him in general. Obviously James Wiseman. You know, Anthony Edwards. I do like Patrick Williams a lot. He's a lot better than I thought he would be. Yeah, me too. Being on the Bulls, yeah. like, you know, the Bulls themselves aren't the greatest team in the world. Being um, a 5-8. and 6-8. and eight. Yeah, they've, they've had some good games. They they were right there with the Lakers. Uh, they beat the Clippers, I believe. Um, so, yeah, they've had some good games. Patrick Williams is definitely better than I expected, too, though. I think he was, he was outside the lottery on my, like, final big board that I did. And I thought he was going to be like a project, but he's been he's been pretty solid right away. Yeah, he's he's coming to the game pretty quickly, and uh, yeah, next two or three years, yeah, you know, there's no telling what that guy be doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's doing really well for what he is. Um, Isaac Okoro, though, I, I yeah, like he's like. he's been fun to watch. He's yeah. getting a lot of minutes too. Yeah, so he plays like quite a bit, and you know, he plays pretty well for what he's given. Um, you know, he missed the first few games of the season as well, or just didn't play. But for the most part, you know, he's played pretty efficiently. Yeah, he's been really good. The Kings. He's the Kings. Yeah. I'm not the Kings. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. 
Cavaliers. But yeah, Okoro has actually been really good defensively too. Like he was a great defender at Auburn, but usually rookies are not good on defense, and he's been really solid. So yeah, he's been good. Um, I also think Tyrese Man. Halliburton. Yeah, you that's, put in there too. that's yeah. what I was thinking. Of, Tyrese Halliburton. To me, I mean, right, he's right up there with Lamelo and Wiseman. To me, for rookie of the year right now. Yeah, like he's been incredible. Like he's so, he's just so like mature on the court. You know what I mean? Like he does not look like a rookie whatsoever. Shoot, fifty percent too. So yeah, like he's efficient. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's been good on defense. He's fitting in really well next to Fox. Like he's everything the Kings could have wanted with that twelfth pick. I yeah. still can't believe he fell to twelfth. But he's good, man. He's really good. But yeah, I, mean, I think I think we got to give a lot of credit to any rookie that's playing well right now. I mean, they had no preseason, no summer league, like really no time, no training camp, like no time to get with their teams and like get ready for the NBA. They were just thrown right into the fire. So anyone that's playing well right now. Oh yeah, last guy I wanted to talk about though, uh, Sadiq Bay on the Pistons. He's been great. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of Pistons because I'm really interested to see Jeremy Grant play. Um, and Sadiq Bay's been great. Like he. In multiple games, I've seen him hit multiple clutch shots. Like, he's such a great three-point shooter. Like, he, I've, I've seen him hit multiple clutch shots for the Pistons in close games. And yeah, she's just... And that's pretty good for the Pistons because, you know, they're looking... Yeah, they need you know, they need bad. some life right now, yeah. yeah. Any kind of, like, you know, spark off anything can really help them. Like, there's just been a rough patch, like, for them in general. Blake Griffin not performing how he should. Yeah, he looks bad, man. He does not look good this season. Yeah, but I think as the season progresses, you know, and they... They're looking for more answers. He'll probably get some more minutes, so we'll see a lot more of them. You know, which I could benefit so. him, like as far as the All NBA uh, rookie team, because mm-hmm. he don't really get the minutes he needs. Yeah, right now. Yeah, so. Dwayne Casey's been playing veterans a lot. Like I think in the last game, Blake Griffin played like forty-two minutes or something. Like he's given a lot of minutes to the vets right now, and I think that'll probably change once they realize they're not making the playoffs. Um, because every team at this point, I still feel like thinks they're a playoff team. Yeah, because um, it's, it's so wide open. But yeah, but then you get you get stuff. to around like the trade deadline, and teams realize who who's buyers and who's sellers. You know, yeah. like because the Pistons, as bad as they are, really not out of it. Yeah, they're still technically, technically in the mix. Yeah, like yeah, in the mix like as bad as they are. I mean, it's a, it's a long shot. I mean, you still yeah, but playing. Yeah, any team is you know a four game winning streak of being right yeah, in it, you know? For sure. So it's like you can't really give up on the season yet. I think that's why, you know, with the Wizards they probably won't trade Valley Bill because mm-hmm. it's like when they come back and they have to make up those games, there's no telling how they do. Right, so it's right. like they could still make a play in spot, which is good because, uh, you know, it's bringing free agents to you next year and the yeah, year after. Yeah. You know? All right. So I want to know your picks for all NBA through one month of the season. Who's on your all NBA first team? All NBA first team. I mean, obviously, yeah, LeBron James is going to be in the in there. Lakers are just too good. Yeah. Uh, it's weird because, like, you know, Anthony Davis is really good too. So it's like, I mean, two players on the same team in the first All-NBA team is kind of, you know, it's not really, you know, that don't happen too yeah. often. Yeah, so. and I feel like AD, like, not that he's been coasting, but it doesn't look like AD yet. Yeah. Like, I feel like I expected it to be the opposite. Like, LeBron has been on a tear mm-hmm. where I, I was expecting – LeBron to sort of coast the season, and they were really gonna, you know, push the AD for MVP train. But it looks like the complete opposite right now. Um, I think uh, KD. Yeah, KD got to be on there. there. Um, I mean, whenever the Wizards get back, Bradley Beal, if he continues to average at least thirty points a game, yeah, he deserves it. He'll be on that. I mean, he he averaged thirty last year and didn't make it. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I don't think. But there was a lot of uh, uproar about that. I feel like. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, they wouldn't let like, happen yeah, again. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. That's true. I, I feel like he definitely should make it. Um, Jokic, the way he's been playing, 
I think yeah, that might absolutely. be your guy right there. Absolutely. So if you're looking like point guards and stuff like that, I think maybe like a Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. Bradley Beal. If you can, like said, like this is barring like you know whether or not right, the right. Come but just through one month play. of the season, through yeah. one month of the season though, uh, Damian Lillard probably Bradley Beal, LeBron James, KD and Jokic. For me, my picks, I had Curry and Dame in the backcourt. Yeah, Dame's leading league in scoring right now, I think. And Curry's, like, I think second, like, right behind him. Mm-hmm. They've both been great this season. I have KD and Braun as well at the forward spots. I feel like that's pretty undebatable. Like, you could put Giannis yeah, in there if you want to, but, could, but right now, yeah, I think it's Braun and KD. And then the center spot was tough. I wanted to put Embiid. I really did, but, you know, Jokic is averaging a, a 25-point triple-double right now. Yeah. He's, like, third in the league in assists. Like, I got to give it to Jokic. He's been killing it. Who's your MVP pick? So far through one MVP month. MVP so far through one month. LeBron's always going to be in that mix. Yeah. He's been in the mix for MVP every season. He's been in the league almost. Yeah, <laughs> Bron. Like I, I didn't want to overthink this one. Ultimately, I, I went with Bron for my MVP pick. Like he's been, he's been LeBron so far, yeah. and you know he's he's on the best team. So I think, I think just the best player on the best team case. I think I would go with LeBron so far. It's true, um, it's true. But yeah, you can make a case for a guy like Curry or Jokic. Yeah, um, or even like if the Nuggets weren't so far down. I would definitely. Say yeah, that. see that they're just like, like really. I, I was I was right thinking now. about Jokic for MVP. You know, averaging triple double. I thought about him, but the Nuggets. Yeah, like you said, they're just not good enough right now, and that's why I think Curry ultimately won't won't be in the top three at least because the Warriors probably just won't win enough games. Even if he's fantastic, like I think he is going to be an MVP caliper player, but uh, I just don't think the Warriors will be good enough. And what about Joe Embiid? Yeah, Embiid. I wanted to put Embiid over Jokic for first team, but I ultimately went with Jokic. Embiid's playing like an MVP candidate right now, too. They're 10-4. So his like, uh, his yeah. thing has always been, can he be consistent? Does he have the stamina, the you know, the conditioning? The conditioning. If he puts in a full season of what he's doing right now, yeah, he'll... Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he was top three in MVP Absolutely. voting. All right, so one last thing before we get out of here. Uh, we talk about the Most Improved Player Award. This is always, like, one of my favorite awards to talk about just because it's so unpredictable. Yeah. Like, you never know who's going to be a candidate each year. Um, but who who stood out to you so far this year as someone who's at least a candidate for most improved? Man, obviously Christian Woods, just because of, the, honestly, the controversy surrounding the Rockets with James Harden trade and everything else. Um, Christian Woods has really just kind of tuned all of that out and it's just played really well this season in general. I think, I mean, yeah, I would say either, either him or uh, Jeremy Grant, just because Jeremy Grant was a guy that everybody knew was pretty good in general, like, yeah, but I don't years. think anyone thought he was this good, though. I don't think anyone thought he yeah. was capable of being a number one option. And they, they talked about that a lot last uh, in the playoffs, in the bubble, um, just how well Jeremy Grant played for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you expected him to do well, and a lot of times players fold when it comes to that kind of stuff. True, yeah. So he goes to the Pistons, and obviously they're not that great. But at the same time, yeah, averaging 23 points, that's pretty big for someone like him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think about last season he was – yeah, essentially like a defensive specialist for uh, for the Nuggets. Yeah, you know, like he was he was someone that they used primarily to guard the other team's best player, and now, you know, he went from twelve points a game taking nine shots to now he's up to nineteen shots. He's averaging twenty over twenty five points a game as of right now. Yeah, it's, I mean it's early. Like I, I don't expect him to finish at twenty five a game. But fresh still, like thirty two point game, you know, like, you'll you'll just see more come from him in general. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's taken on a huge scoring load for the Pistons. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's got to be the front runner just because, just how big his role has increased. Like at least like Christian Wood last year, like we saw after they traded Drummond, 
Mm-hmm. Like, he was starting for them, and he really elevated himself. But Jeremy Grant, like, he, he's just elevated himself into a number one option role. Like, he's taking 19 shots a game for this team. Like, So I think just based off of how much his usage has increased, he's probably the front runner. But, yeah, Christian Wood, Christian Wood is up. I don't have his stats pulled up from when he started last year, but for the year he averaged 13-6. and six. And so far, Christian Wood's up to 23.5 points and 11 rebounds. And you mentioned Jalen Brown earlier. Um, the only reason I feel like he wouldn't get it is just because the Celtics in general were a good team. And uh, yeah, yeah. He, everybody knew Jalen Brown was good. Right, yeah. He, I, I, I mentioned him because like the first, like I think it was like seven games of the year, he was shooting like 71% from the field, something ridiculous. Like He was unsustainably amazing. And so that, I think, put his name in the conversation. But yeah, he sort of cooled off a little bit, and he probably will... Like, I still think he's a better player than he was last year, but, yeah, like you said, we all knew Jalen Brown was good. The Celtics are good, so it'll probably go to someone else. But he, he's definitely taken the next step, I think, towards becoming a legit star. Who else? Keldon. Oh, yeah, Keldon Johnson of Keldon the Spurs, Johnson. man. Yeah. He, I remember, like, I didn't watch too much of them, but in the bubble, I remember he, he had some really good performances. Like, he put up some good stat lines. Keldon Johnson, um, he's averaging, what, this year? He went from 17 minutes to 31 minutes, mm-hmm. and he's averaging, instead of nine, nine points a game, he's averaging 14 points, and his assist numbers are up by two. Yeah, and he just, being a second-year player, too. Yeah, and he just looks more comfortable on the floor, you know what right. I mean? Like, I remember coming into his draft year, I thought he was, like, had a, had a potential to go lottery. He ended up going, I want to say it was like 29th to the Spurs, and I remember being shocked, like, oh, maybe I was just wrong on him. Um, but no, he's actually, he's solid. Yeah. Man. He's good. He's pretty good. And also, I think we got to give a shout to, uh, to Colin Sexton, most improved. I mean, yeah, he's, absolutely. he's up to 27 points a game right now, which I mean, that's incredible. That's pretty great. On, yeah. Especially when you're playing for the team that has the worst offense in the entire league mm-hmm. for him to still be putting up 27 and pretty efficiently too. Yeah. Sexton, Sexton is Sexton's really, really breaking out right now. He went from, really stepped up. he was 16 and three, three assists as a rookie. Last year he was twenty one and three. Now he's up to twenty seven and four. Yeah, the Cavs keep it up too, and they do make the playoffs. I think there's no doubt that he probably will win the award just because yeah, I mean, career highs in efficiency. Grant being on the Pistons as bad as they are, they probably miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then Keldon, uh, they'll probably miss the playoffs as well. Christian Woods, yeah, the Rockets the probably miss the playoffs. Yeah. So if you're looking at it that way, especially you know if it's a regular season award, you know that's still counting that they're going to go to the playoffs in general. Just being in true, yeah. Being on being on being on a good team definitely helps. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, if the Cavs, yeah, if the Cavs are in the playoff race, they keep that up. Yeah. Can't, yep. Sexton is going to be your guy. Yes. Yeah, most approved. Yeah, because generally it goes to, like, not the guy. Like the reason why I think Devonte Graham didn't win last year is because he went from being someone who didn't even play, like he didn't really play at all as a rookie, to being a roughly a, a starting level mm-hmm. guard. Whereas a guy like Brandon Ingram went from being already that starting level guard to being an all star. You know, like all-star the guy. higher up you are in the league, when you if you make that jump, like the harder it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's easier to go from a role player to a starter than it is starter to an all star or all star to superstar. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? So, yeah, if Colin Sexton can continue twenty five plus points per game, then yeah, I would expect him to honestly probably take the award similar to how CJ McCollum won it in what twenty thirteen? I think it was twenty fourteen. Yeah, somewhere. Around but there. yeah, he just. Exploded as a scorer, and you know, CJ wasn't averaging 27, been but pretty good ever since. So yeah. All right, so I think that'll do it for this episode. I appreciate you coming on, kid. Absolutely. All day.
And uh, yeah, maybe we can have you come on around the All Star break, and we can take a look back at see our, how things change. Yeah, just take a look at our the season's weird picks. so far. So. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what's gonna happen over the next two months? I think obviously the team standings are gonna change. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bit, so. Yeah, it'll be funny to see. You know, just look back at some of the things we said here two months from now, and just two how much things have changed in just that much amount of time. Yeah, it's gonna change a lot, probably. So we'll be either dead wrong or be. Kind of right, you yeah, know. I don't think there's any 100%, especially right now, as early as it is with all the COVID stuff going on. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no one knows for sure, and that's why we watch, you know? Yeah. All right, so that'll do it for this episode, and I'll see you guys next week.